Welcome, listeners, to the Lawrenceville Bicentennial Podcast, a special edition of Gwinnett History back in the day. I'm your host, Nathan McGill from Gwinnett Magazine. Today on the podcast, we travel back in time through the stories of Judy Jordan Johnson, the Reverend Doctor and former Mayor Judy Jordan Johnson. Here she shares more stories than she has titles, and we spend much of our time talking about her father, Rhodes Jordan, who served Lawrenceville as mayor an historic eight times, from the 1960s all the way through the 80s. And we also talk about all the ways that Mayor Johnson helped make Lawrenceville the place to be during her own term. So without further ado, here's my conversation with the Reverend Dr. Mayor Judy Johnson. Listen to this whole conversation, you'll understand why she has so many titles. Let's go. Today we have the legend, Mayor Judy Johnson, um, the first female mayor of Lawrenceville in in history, correct? That is correct. Yeah, and longtime mayor at that, too. So you served from 2011 to 2019. I did. Wow. Amazing. But let's go way back. I want to go way back to the start. Um, because you grew up in Lawrenceville. You have a legacy family here in Gwinnett. And I, I want to know what it was like in the early days growing up. Where, 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 where did you guys grow up at? What was the family like? I grew up on Culver Street, obviously in Lawrenceville, Georgia. I was born at Joan Glancy, but my family has lived in the city limits of Lawrenceville since my dad came uh, and married my mom. It was great growing up in the city of Lawrenceville from the standpoint that you were not just part of your family, you were part of everyone's family. Oh, that's great. I went to school, which is now called City View. We called it The Hill. Mm. And from The Hill, we had elementary school and middle school. After middle school, we would all walk down the hill to Williams Drugstore Sometimes I would stop at my dad's office. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I would go to another friend's house. And all of the families knew where we were, where we were going, and what we were doing after school. So we were were part of everyone's family, and I think that is a unique characteristic of Mm -hmm. growing up in Lawrenceville. Oh, absolutely. So everybody knew everybody. Yes. In fact, friends that I... Began kindergarten with, we were in grade school and high school together, and we are still friends, and many still live in the city limits or around the city limits of Lawrenceville today. So you mentioned your father's office. Your father was Rhodes Jordan, right? Rhodes Jordan. Jordan. It is pronounced Jordan instead of Jordan. You know, I only said it wrong so everybody else would know. That's good because my father would correct you immediately. Would he really? Yes. So Rhodes Jordan. Wow. Well, see, it's hard because I grew up going to Rhodes Jordan Park. You know, that's the way that my family always had said it. And so we'd go play sports at the park and did Little League there for years, did all of that for years. And my family mispronounces everything anyway. So that's just given. Like, you know, let's go to Belks or let's go to um, Longhorns. It's not Longhorns. I just found this out. It is the Longhorn Steakhouse. But they say Longhorns, you know. (laughs) Well, I think you are not unlike... 99% of the people in Gwinnett County that still say Jordan instead of Jordan. But I think the Jordan is just family tradition, and it's always 
the way it's been said. Now, he he was actually, so he came up early. Was he also a native from here? Yes, he was. And he, I know he served in World War II as well. He did. So maybe walk us through a little bit of his story coming up. I will be glad to do that. Um, I will go back to uh, my great-great-grandfather, Will Jordan, and he came in to Gwinnett County, I think, in in the early 1900s, and uh, he was a farmer, and then my grandfather uh, was here also, and uh, my grandfather owned a general store in the city of Lawrenceville. Uh, Right now, it's in the same building as my dad's office for the, oh, wow, the bottom okay. part of La Consuela. Okay. It was my uh, grandfather's general store. All right. So at an early age, my father used to go work in the general store, and it was open from six in the morning to about 10 at night. So that was really a bustling place for the people of not just Lawrenceville, but Gwinnett County mm-hmm. to come and do their merchandising, especially during the weekend. And the upstairs, um, before it was my father's office, was a telephone exchange. Uh So the first telephone was in that building. In the general store. In the general store. And people would come on Mm. Saturday to use the telephone. So it was hustle bustle around there. It was hustle bustle around there. So so he probably encountered a lot of of action in that store because everybody was coming in to make their phone calls and... And do their business. It, it, he was part of the action and learned a lot of stories from there and ah. enjoyed working there. Um, his father said that he would probably not do well uh, in the future working in a general store. <laughs> but as a sidelight to that, before I continue with it, my father got appendicitis in, uh, at the age of 13 and had to be taken to Grady Hospital. Okay. And at that time, um, my grandmother stayed with him. And his sisters uh, could only come after three weeks of his stay, and they walked around his bed, and uh, his father was crying. But to illustrate mm. the fact that we're all part of one family, his good friend, Rube Smith, drove, uh, took the bus to the hospital and brought my dad an orange. And that was a true act of love, mm. and that's what we felt as families growing up. Mm. Um, when he came home, unfortunately, he had peritonitis and almost died. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but he survived and uh, obviously uh, graduated in uh, Lawrenceville High School and went on, wasn't sure what he wanted to pursue as a career, although his dad had said uh, farming or being in the general store business is not the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> so he wanted to go... Uh, to law school, okay. but an interesting fact that many people may not know is that in the city of Lawrenceville had a pauper's house, and my dad had a really kind heart, and mm. he would go to the pauper's house, and he would conduct funerals for the people that did not oh, have wow. someone to conduct a funeral, and he would get the kids in the neighborhood to come sing. And every Sunday, he would take he and his sisters down to the pauper's house, and they would just talk to the the families there. Wow. Big heart then. He had a big heart. He had a big heart. And I would imagine that, you know, if your general store is out looking at the courthouse and you've got all the phone calls coming through there, 
I mean, I could kind of understand how he would be attracted to the legal profession and just the community at whole because he probably had a really good picture from that general store of everything that was going on in that town. He did. Yeah. So he pursued law school at night, mm. and then he was called to uh, serve in the Navy in, in the 1942, mm. and so he was sent to... Uh, Is he drafted? He was. Drafted? He was mm. drafted. And another unique story uh, that Mary Long tells in her book uh, entitled About Lawrenceville is that my father was sent to uh, Norfolk, Virginia for basic training. And at that time, it was common that if a city had a train coming through, that the soldiers would drop a note and uh, hope somebody would pick it up. And in that note would be a message to the family members. So my father uh, dropped a note in South Carolina, and it stated that his name was Rose Jordan, and he was being sent overseas, and he would not see the family, but the train would be coming through Lawrenceville at the depot, and please contact uh, A.B. Jordan and see if my Mm. family uh, can come to the train station and look for me, and it happened wow. that they were there, and he waved out of the window to them. Oh, that's amazing! And that's a that's a great story too. Yeah, that's that's a very heartwarming story. <laughs> so when he came home from serving in the U.S. Navy, he was a signalman, and to uh, his death, he could give you the signals that he used on the, on the ship. You know, um, I, I've. Um, He's kind of legendary for having an incredible memory and could tell you details, uh, descriptions of, of a lot of things in, in light. Did he have a photographic memory, you think? I would say he had a photographic memory. It was astounding. Really? He could really uh, remember what happened, mm. who it happened to, and what happened to him after wow. the event mm-hmm. that he was talking about. And so he could still recall all even all those yeah. signals he was he, doing. He could. And people who were at certain events at certain times of certain days. That's yeah. that's amazing. It's It was an incredible story. And then mm. uh, he finished law school, obviously, and uh, his building, as you have alluded to earlier, is where La Consuela was. Mm-hmm. And Emory Morseberger remodeled that building and at the corner of the building, there is a plaque that has my dad's picture over it. And there Wonderful. is a saying there when he, in which he said, I've always looked over the courthouse lawn my entire life, mm. which was very true yeah. considering he worked at the general store mm-hmm. where the bottom of the building is now and the upper store was his office. My goodness. So a legendary. Every time you're walking through downtown Lawrenceville, there's always a piece of history that you're kind of unaware of. So next time you're at La Quisela and you're getting a taco or anything like that, <laughs> um, think about that. Take a look at that, where that's at. And um, and if you're really nice, Carlos over there might let you go upstairs and take a look out that window. <laughs> it's a great view. <laughs> it is. It's a beautiful view. Absolutely. When I was in high school. I think they use it for events now, right? I mean, I think that you can actually rent that room out and actually have events in there, catering and things like that, I'm sure. So. You can. Yeah. When I was in high school, I worked for my dad in the summer. So I had a view also. And I am reminded of the fact that when my dad was an attorney, Mm-hmm. The old courthouse was where the trials were. Right. 
Right. So he would uh, go to a trial, then he would come back to his office, and he could actually look out, and when the, the bailiff or the court uh, personnel came out on the turret, he knew that there was time for them to go back into the mm. courthouse. <laughs> so you worked there in high school with I your did. with your dad. What kind mm-hmm. of stuff did he have you doing there? I was mostly just answering the phones, uh, making copies, uh, looking at legal documents mm-hmm. in a, re- a book. Uh, you know, it's to try to find the case law or uh, just general legal stuff. I gotcha. And at that time, let's let's. So he was mayor, for anyone who doesn't know, an historic eight times. Is that right? That is correct. Eight times throughout different periods of time. So he would uh, get elected and then he'd lose an election, but then he'd come right back. And then he, and it was like the comeback kid all the way from like the, the 60s to the 80s, the mid 80s. Um, and uh, and he was just such a, a legendary part of Lawrenceville and the city that the two could not almost not be separated, right? So was he? Had he been mayor by the time that you were working? Uh, by the uh, you were working there while you were in high school. And when did he first run for mayor? I guess that's the best question. Nineteen sixty-two. Nineteen sixty-two. Mm-hmm. And what made him want to do that? Do you know? I do not know the answer to that question. Mm. However, I would imagine that history was very important to him. And mm. having been a part of the community life right. and having been uh, in the courthouse and, and the bustle of the city, mm-hmm. um, I would think he thought he might could make an influence. Mm. Wonderful. Now, one other interesting fact that you may or may not know for those that are listening and for you yourself I am a fourth generation. My great-grandfather, Will, was elected to the city council of Lawrenceville in oh, 1922. Wow. I did not know this. That's very cool. And my grandfather, Albert Jordan, was elected to the city council in 1939. Oh, okay. And my dad in 1962 and myself in 2010. Yeah, that's great. Well, I knew of your dad, but I didn't know it went back further. Perhaps some family member said, you should run for mayor. That's what I'm thinking, (laughs) that maybe that happened. Yeah, it could be. It could be the case. But uh, what was it like to be a mayor of a town back then? Because Lawrenceville certainly has changed today. And so if people are walking in Lawrenceville and looking at all that Lawrenceville is today, um, they might not have the the most accurate picture of what it was like back in the 60s. But can you paint that picture for us of what it was like back then? Obviously, it was a smaller town, Mm -hmm. and I really can't picture uh, what it was like exactly, because when he first was elected mayor, I was almost 10 years old. Okay. (laughs) And then in his last uh, election as mayor, I was in college. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. uh, Just the span of time that that he just cared about that city Mm -hmm. so much. He cared about the city, and he cared about the people of the city. Mm. One of the important characteristics that I remember about my dad is he would always welcome anyone into his office. It was an open door. And if they Mm. wanted to come into his office and talk for 30 minutes or an hour, not asking for any legal advice or sometimes asking for legal advice, Mm -hmm. they would always just come in. Did he, did, did you guys live in a walking distance of the square? We did. Wow. 
because Culver Street is just one street over mm-hmm. from the historic courthouse. Square. Wow, that's amazing. The general store that was was run by his father back then also just it, in those days there that was the store. I mean, you came to Lawrenceville to buy your goods. You came to Lawrenceville to do your trading. Probably go to. I'm not sure if Brand Bank was there at that time, mm-hmm. but um, certainly that's where you went for everything. It was the town center of the whole area, the county seat, right? You're right. And it wasn't just the people of Lawrenceville that came. It was mm. people from surrounding cities like Decula and uh, right. various places that came. Mm. It was a, a town where you could walk down and you would just see so many people that you knew when you were going from store to store. Mm. And also in the general store, my uncle had a grill. So Freeman's Grill was there, and people <laughs> often congregated there uh, after they purchased their goods or after they walked down and, and bought their dress at Williams Dress Shop or yeah. and Belks or whatever. Yeah, that's and wonderful. And went to the bank. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to your story. You're, let's start in high school where you're working with your dad, and then how did you, where, where, where did your career take you next? What did you want to do after that? After high school, I went to college, n- unsure. I think my dad wanted me to be an attorney, but my brother was an attorney. And I felt like two attorneys in the family was enough. So I didn't really <laughs> pursue that. And I think my dad was disappointed in some ways about that decision. Uh, but I decided that I did want to help people, and I became an educator. Wonderful. So after college, I was fortunate to get hired at Central Gwinnett High School, where I graduated. Wonderful. And I spent my entire career there, 30 years teaching at Central Gwinnett High School. Just a little down the street from the square. But, Just a but, little down the but street. But right there. Square. Yes, right there. Wow, that's wonderful. And what years did you, what years were you there? I was there from 1976 to 2006. Wow. I have taught a lot of students I bet. in my 30 years, <laughs> so I'm sure came through I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so 30 years teaching uh, in Lawrenceville, you retire, and then you're done, and you retire, and you never do another thing in your life, right? Wrong. <laughs> I never saw myself as... Uh, not working in some capacity. Right. And I think that trait comes from my dad because my dad was actually um, in office the day that he passed away. Mm. He he passed away during the night. And uh, that particular day was a Wednesday, and we had had supper together at the church. And Mm. then on Thursday morning, there was a prayer group that met at 730 at the Brands Pharmacy, which was the new hangout mm-hmm. place uh, in the city of Lawrenceville, and he did not show up, and uh, so they actually called my husband, who was also a teacher at Santa Gwena High School, mm. and he went to the house, and he had passed away in his sleep. Oh, my goodness. So I think that's, wow. uh, you know, he worked until the mm-hmm. day of his death, and I just know I'll always be working in some capacity. Mm. Right. Also. Wow, wow. Um, the church you're talking about, I'm First Baptist of Lawrenceville? That's correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how long, is, was that just a light? Did you grow up in that church? I did grow up in that mm-hmm. church. I was on what they called the cradle roll at that time. You, you know, you <laughs> rolled as a baby, and then right. I, 
uh, fortunate, the only time I've left Lawrenceville is when I was in college. Oh, wow. Wow. That's incredible. So tell us the story of how you go from retiring as an educator into deciding to follow in your father's footsteps and run for mayor. I'm not sure I know the true story on that. At the time, I was teaching at Central Gwinnett High School, and the former mayor, Bobby Sykes, was on the council. Hmm. And previous to uh, Mr. Sykes was Mayor Bartow Jenkins. And Bartow Jenkins had decided that he would not run for another term. Mayor, not Mayor Sykes then, but uh, Bobby Sykes, who was on the council, decided that he would run for mayor, so there was going to be an open seat. Okay. And I was asked to consider to run for that open seat Mm -hmm. by the council members that were on the council at that time. I never intended to have office in the city of Lawrenceville. <laughs> that was not my retirement plan. Right. Um, but, it, you know, it, I'm sure that the legend of my dad and grandfather and great-grandfather might have been in the back of my mind. But I prayed about it, and I talked to my husband about it and decided that Mm -hmm. Maybe I could be some service to the people of the city of Lawrenceville. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't have a specific plan after retirement. So I went for it, and um, I ran, and was fortunate enough to run uh, and win. And then I served two terms uh, without opposition on the council. And from there, I was uh, asked to consider running for mayor, and that was a, a big decision. Mm-hmm. I bet. A, a big step. Did you like serving with the city council and being hands-on with decisions uh, from day to day? I enjoyed serving on the council. I enjoy serving the people. Mm-hmm. That, that's who I think is the most important part of any office is you're, you're a servant of the people, and you work for the people. Right. Absolutely. And that was important to me. And Lawrenceville deserves someone who loves her. You know, mm-hmm. like that city, you grew up with that city. Your family uh, grew up with that city. Even current mayor David Stills got history in that city. Like it sure. seems just like the people uh, in Lawrenceville love Lawrenceville. Mm-hmm. It could probably go for everybody across the board from someone who just moved there four weeks ago to someone who's been there for, you know, the last 200 years, right? right. Um, what an incredible history that you've had with the city. Now, I think I need to interject one more thing. When I ran for mayor, sure. I lost. Oh. <laughs> I lost by 24 votes, and uh, that was a— So when a, was that election? That was election in 2008. 2008. Okay, mm-hmm. that's— And I retired in 2006 from teaching, but I was still on the council. But mm-hmm. I uh, gave up my seat to run for mayor, and I lost. I worked hard, and, you know— you never know why things happened. And then the big decision after that was whether to run again mm-hmm. the next term. And that was the toughest decision because it was so close, 24 votes. You you want to make sure that you have supported the people that supported you. And in the back of your mind, you're also thinking, if I did a little bit more, could I win? Wow. 2008 was kind of a historic year for everybody. It was. The economy was just changing. I mean, you had the economic crisis. You had all this 
things going on in our nation overall. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we'll paint the picture for what it was like in this time. I think it was a picture of be cautious, mm-hmm. because when you're in government, especially in even relating to a personal home, you want to make sure that you don't overspend and that you look to the needs of the people and what they're going to need in the future as the economy does not turn around and how can you help them mm-hmm. in that particular situation. So I think it was a very thoughtful uh, council in the decisions that we made, and I think the people were appreciative of our vision. This Absolutely. is what we would like to do, but we have to be cautious of where the economy is going to allow us. So you come into office, you do get elected in 2011, you win that election, and then what's the, what's the first thing on your mind? What's your main objective for Lawrenceville? My main objective is to have a vision with the council that would make Lawrenceville a vibrant city in the future. Mm. And I think that vision could not be a tunnel vision. This is what we want to do for the next year and the next year. Mm-hmm. I wanted our vision to be one five years from now. Where do we see Lawrenceville? And if this is where we see Lawrenceville, how do we get there in an economic way that mm-hmm. is going to be a wise use of the taxpayers' dollars? Wonderful. It, you made it the place to be, really. Because even back in 2006 and seven, like you were seeing some changes and you were seeing some improvements and you were seeing some some things move. But by no means do I feel like it had a unified plan or vision. Um, and then when it got hit with the crisis, just like every other small American city, um, it, it was kind of left with, oh, what do we do? I mean, mm-hmm. for a citizen, mm-hmm. you know, thinking like, oh, well, what's next? And. I just I say that because I think it was your vision and your leadership that really stepped in there with the council and decided that no, this is not the 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 our best days are not behind us; they're ahead of us, and let's make Lawrenceville um, this amazing place um, where people can come and when they ask, "Hey, where are we going tonight?" Let's go to Lawrenceville. Kind of became your mantra. It did, and in fact, that was. A quote I used in one of my articles when I was elected that the Gwinnett Daily Post did is, I want people to say, what do we do tonight? And and the answer would be, let's go to Lawrenceville. Right. And certainly that is the case today. (laughs) And I have to give credit to the vision of our forefathers. I think, and not particularly talking about my dad or my grandfather or my great-grandfather, but the vision of of the previous mayors and councils. Mm. They had to be wise in their spending and their vision. Oh, yes. And I am fortunate to have the title of mayor, but I'm also very aware that the reason the city is as vibrant as it is today because of our forefathers, because of the councils that I've been able to work with, Mm. but most importantly for our employees. Our employees of our street sanitation, electric, gas, customer service, all of the employees are top-notch top yeah. notch yeah. in what makes Lawrenceville it is. And Wonderful. One of the things that my father was credited uh, about doing was making a decision with the council, it wasn't his decision at all, uh, to extend our gas lines, and they go all the way out to Rockdale County. Mm. 
And that's a, a vision that provides uh, surplus economically for us today to allow us to do the things that we were able to do. Unbelievable. So great. Um, well, Lawrenceville has certainly uh, grown over the years, um, kind of back to being the center of attention um, in Gwinnett. A uh, lot of stuff growing there, a lot of developments um, that uh, are, are really just coming to light, just getting finished, but started maybe even a decade ago in, mm-hmm. in the planning stages. Um how did you guys come about planning out the city the way that you did? I mean, is there any stories there that you might be able to share? I think the first big piece of our planning actually came when Bobby Sykes was mayor and I was on the council. Mm. And that decision was to make, uh, I'm sorry, to bring the Aurora Theater mm. to the city of Lawrenceville. Uh, they were looking for a new home, and I was fortunate to be on the council and part of that decision and that was really the beginning of the revitalization for right. the city of Lawrenceville. Arts mm-hmm. are so important, and we were fortunate that we were able to um, allow them the opportunity to come to the city of Lawrenceville. Oh yeah, it definitely was a game changer. And was. people had, you know, come down there, see a show, and then okay, where are we going to eat at? And all of a sudden, the restaurants start to come in and and join in and get better and better and the ripple effect yeah the ripple effect Mm -hmm. and one of the decisions that i was proud of as a council is when we were talking about the design for the aurora theater as you know the aurora theater was a part of the old methodist church Mm -hmm. and the first design that we looked at was having the theater just in the methodist church and we had another design that actually provided the lobby of the theater to be the Methodist church part, and then we built a whole new theater, and I think that was an excellent choice by the council and mayor. Definitely the way to go. And then the beautiful parking garage came, and then now it is expanding even more with the Performing Arts Center in downtown. And so it's just continued to grow and and blossom. It's only good things ahead, I think. I think you're right. (laughs) Yeah, you you serve as mayor, but you also have other titles. Um, And talk a little bit about that. You have your doctorate, as you've told me, and and you also went by reverend at one point? I did. (laughs) As has been stated earlier, I'm a member of Lawrenceville First Baptist Church, where my dad was a member and Mm -hmm. served as deacon, and I was elected to the deacon board. And one year when I was elected, I was also elected to go to the Georgia Baptist Convention as a representative of our church. Mm. The convention was in Macon, Georgia, so I attended the convention and somehow my name got listed as Reverend Judy Jordan (laughs) Johnson. Mail came to me at my house as the Reverend Judy Jordan Johnson. (laughs) So from that point on, I was the Reverend. So I became the Reverend Dr. Mayor. Right. (laughs) After I was elected, my husband asked me, what would my title be if anyone wanted to address a letter to me? Is mm-hmm. it going to be the Reverend 
Dr. <laughs> mayor, mayor Judy right. Jordan Johnson. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of been a, a running joke about what my title is. The Reverend is. Dr. Mayor. Yeah. That's the title of your book when you want to write it, because you, I think you could write a book. I have been asked to write a book. Have you? I have. I don't. There's your title. See me writing a book. Oh, come, it's a bestseller already. <laughs> Dr. Reverend Mayor. That's it. That's it. That's okay. it. That's it. I'll put that in the back of my mind. <laughs> There's not a better title. That's, that's great. Um, so uh, you also, uh, you, you're legendary for your ability to teleport anywhere at any time. Um, I've heard it said many, many times that you are everywhere at once. And in every event that I've gone to, to cover it or to see it, I mean, you were there. So how do you do that? How do you uh, find time in your schedule just to, to be at everything? It seems like if somebody is doing anything, um, you're there. That is true. Mm-hmm. You schedule because in my case, I wanted Lawrenceville to be represented. Mm. And so if there was an event that I was invited to or if there was something that I felt like would represent the people of Lawrenceville if I attended, I attended. Mm. The downside of that is my husband had a lot of chicken pot pie dinners and lunches (laughs) during his time, but he was very supportive. And I just wanted to represent Lawrenceville in the best way that I could. Well, fantastic job. Legacy, legend, Mm -hmm. Uh, Dr. Reverend, uh, Mayor, uh, you, you have done it all and then some. And, uh, you know, thank you for just making Lawrenceville such a wonderful place over the years. Um, and, it, and it has grown and only getting better day by day. But you had so much to do with that. And as someone who has spent so much time in Lawrenceville um, just over my last 40 years, even when I was a kid, um, we would go get our hair cut at Simonton's Barbershop. Yes, when it was on the front street, and it was, mm-hmm. was it? It was very close to that the the the, the general store office. It was, yes, yeah. right next door. It was on the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember going there with my grandpa and my dad. We'd all get our hair cut there, and um, get a you know bottle of coke out of the coke machine and and walk the street, and that was the eighties. Um, so. Uh, and just to see everything it is now and bring my own kids back there and have them uh, exploring, whether it's La Quisela or Oyster Bay or Foggy Bottom mm-hmm. or Universal Joint over mm-hmm. there, or Local Republic. Mm-hmm. It's the only place in walking distance where you can get that many great restaurants. That is true. Go to a theater show. Go to one of the longest-running comic book shops mm-hmm. in Gwinnett County. I mean, you can do a little bit of everything in Lawrenceville, and now uh, with all of the places and options to live and residential that's that's kind of come into the area, it's just it's unbelievable that you could literally live, work, and play all in that little uh, area that is continually expanding called Lawrenceville. That is true, and don't forget about the South Lawn. The, oh, the movies right, that we yeah. have and the concerts that we have are, are, are a big part of Lawrenceville. Mm-hmm. Great festivals. Great. Um, so thank you for, for you know, um, for, for guiding the city in the direction that, it, that it's gone and is going. So. Thank you for having me today. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to celebrate uh, part of the bicentennial of the city of Lawrenceville. But also have to thank the employees that work for the city. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that make this city what it is, the beauty that you see. And 
the efficiency that we have in our city. And I have to thank the people of mm. Lawrenceville that put their trust in me um, to lead the city to make good decisions. When I was elected, uh, after I had been elected, I should say, um, I said to the people, uh, thanks to those that put their trust in me, and for those who voted for my opponent, I respect your opinion, but I hope during the next years I can earn your trust. Mm. And well, I so. have to thank the people of Lawrenceville for allowing me to serve in this capacity. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. I know that me and you could probably talk for two more hours, but this we has could. been incredible <laughs> and just love it. And thank you so much for, for being here. And uh, guys, if you want to know more about the history of Lawrenceville, don't forget to go online to their website and you can check out more about the city of Lawrenceville, their history, and also upcoming events and things that are going on for the Bicentennial. Thanks so much uh, for joining us today. And until next time, have a good one. And that is how the conversation went down. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next month with much more to talk about. So make sure you subscribe so you never miss this monthly series on the Lawrenceville Bicentennial Podcast. Bye for now.